Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Josh. Hello. And joined by Rich. Hello. For part two of the Video Game Awards breakdown. Now, we did already cover all the news and stuff, so check the podcast feed or previous video for that. Um, because now we're going to leap into the awards themselves. We got all the new stuff out the way. And Primus is going to break down the biggest categories with the biggest, I don't know, talking points. Because there's a whole heap of stuff. There was like 23 awards in total. Um, but last I checked, we're not that bothered about esports. Ooh. So... <laughs> Gonna leap into some other stuff. So, best narrative. Uh, this I'll, I'll read out some candidates, cool. and you guys can offer a potential, and I'll tell you who won. So, best narrative was either Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, or Marvel Spider Man, or Red Dead Redemption Two. Red Dead Redemption Two. I think Red Dead Two was. The, I mean, I think that was one that won it. But like, we did our. Um uh, prediction stuff the other week and mm. we thought it might go to Spider-Man it actually did go to Red Dead Redemption 2 um, which I mean for me I kind of thought that Red Dead's narrative was a little bit too like you can customise it too much you can kind of go in any number of different directions so I didn't necessarily think it was as tight as a God of War or a Spider-Man yeah. but I think that depending on how you play if you play into the redemptive arc they want you to have towards the end of that game then it is pretty powerful anyway that's why I think it clinched it, in my opinion. Mm. Because not only is the writing really strong, mm-hmm. the way that story itself, influ- how it influences the way you play. And I know it doesn't influence everyone the same way. I know we had a big discussion that you should check yeah. out that podcast. But for me, I'm right. this, the way the story was going, the way Arthur developed through that um, experience yeah. actually impacted how I played as him. So I right. wasn't just running around doing the rock star thing and robbing everyone by the <laughs> end because I was fully embraced in that um, redemptive arc that mm. I thought that would be weird and that would have a like, weird dissonance between it and it, the way it impacted me as a player mm. on a both a sort of emotional and in literally how I played it is I think why I think that's I what elevates it, it yeah. that's what elevates and it. so like, obviously sans spoilers because Little Rich hasn't got to chapter 6 yet I have but Rich. there are some things that affect the way that you want to play that game and I think that if you play into those things to keep it as vague as hell that's kind of what elevates Red Dead overall uh, so next category was best art direction this was between Assassin's Creed Odyssey God of War Octopath Traveler or again Red Dead Redemption 2 or Return of the Obra Dinn Return of the Obra Dinn yeah man yeah, Obra Dinn won which is phenomenal absolutely deserved it it's like it's got this old school like it looks like an Apple II game Game like, Boy Camera <laughs> <laughs> that's like a Game Boy that's camera the best game. way I've been able to describe it's it. Is very it looks strange. like a 3D game played through a Game Boy camera. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like wireframes. It's so beautiful. Like it's, oh, it's, I can't really go on about it. I'm a big it. fan. It's, I think uh, it is, it's very old school. It's very wireframey. It's very dot matrixy. Um, but the actual animation system within it is very fluid. It's just that I think Lucas Pope derezzed it to the point where, it, like I said, it looks like something from the early 80s. Yeah. Um, but it still plays with the responsiveness of a modern game. Um, Oberdin is like a murder mystery set aboard a pirate ship where you solve crimes with a supernatural book and compass. Uh, I cannot get enough of that game. 
but it's also there as well. I, I do love that. For me, I, it would, would be a tie between that and Red Dead Redemption 2, because obviously mm. I love Red Dead Redemption 2. But the sort of vistas in that game and the way the skyboxes in particular were really impressive. Like the yes. way it did weather and kind of draw distances and like the idea of these planes being in like kind of the distance, like mm. somewhere you could actually go to was so picturesque and perfect that it had me in my actual real life looking at sunsets and going, Looks like Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> they're like it's not good enough. Yeah, like, it's the not, one in the yeah, game is way yeah, better. It's, it's better. The way that they kind of apply like this oil oil pastel like oil painting approach to like to the general scenery and the landscape and the mm-hmm. time period like is absolutely gorgeous. Um, speaking of other things that look nice, best game direction was between A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Direction mm-hmm. was going to be between God of War and Red Dead Two. I wanted a way out to win this because Mr. Big Fares was there, but Mr. Mr. JJ Fares. Now the way that he directed a way out was to do twin perspectives for every scene. Yes, and I thought that would have got him some accolades, assuming it was part of the conversation behind the scenes. But he didn't win. He did not win. God of War. God of War won, yeah, okay, which okay. is a, a, a benchmark in gaming because the whole of God of War is one take. Yeah, uh, one take, one as take, as take as you can do in gaming. But th- that came with a whole bunch of different problems. Uh, creative director Corey Barlow talks about they had to fundamentally re think the entire game because everything needs to literally physically link to everything else like boiling down to a like engine level yeah 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 it's it's an astonishing achievement yeah and it's like even when they do fast travel you you walk through a doorway into a holding area that like infinitely loops until the next bit is ready but you're still it's still one take Mm. until the next area is ready and the fact that they made that work is kind of crazy that's really Mm. interesting like the both of those games we mentioned there as potential candidates Mm. and obviously winners were god of war and a way out and both of those fundamentally play around with kind of the video game form that we don't really think about we th- we are so used to thinking of video games as being cinematic as mm. just copying the style of movies whereas this was very both of those games are very unique to video games mm-hmm. i know you have movies that are shot in one take but not like a 40 hour experience like this it's and although like- it's also yeah. the thing that, I mean, hardly any, like, you know, developers or, I don't know, like, cinematography in video games rarely gets played with or experimented with. Like, I mean, Hideo Kojima with uh, Metal Gear 5, like, he did a lot of stuff in one take. I think a, a lot of that game's cutscenes are all in one take. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing uh, Devil May Cry 3 when the camera goes inside his jacket as he puts his jacket on. And I was like, you could do shots like that in gaming, or in games that you can't do on set, yeah. like, without CG budgets. And so I quite like that people are starting to play with these things more and seeing what else they can achieve in cutscenes and storytelling and all that kind of stuff. And I think like yes. accolades like this will, in the, in the end, sort of allow um, developers to take more risks. Like mm. Cory Barlog was saying for while he was promoting God of War that he tried and failed for years to get this off the ground. When yeah. he was going to do the new Tomb Raider, he was like, "We should do it one shot." Where he's like, <laughs> "No, that's impossible." <laughs> I think. I mean, it is a hell of a thing. I mean, obviously, the fact that God of War's pulled it off can you know show other devs how to do how to do difficult things like a fast travel option or viewing the map or whatever. There's different ways to do it. Um, so okay, so this next category was the first time when I watched them live till half four in the morning, where I went, "Oh no, that was not who I wanted to win." Okay. So this was for best score slash music. This was between. Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, or Red Dead Redemption 2? Oh, it's a good category. Who won? Red Sir. Dead. You say Red Dead. I hope Red Dead won. Good Sir Rich, what do you say? I mean, I'd say Red Dead. What were the nominated? It was between Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, or Red Dead Redemption. I could see it going to Red Dead... I want to say, or Celeste. Yes, yeah, if you're going to lock in a candidate, it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, okay. Which made, made, made me go, oh, because I I just, just won everything. It was just, you know, best mobile game. I was going to get that as well. 
And, it's, it's and so, yeah, it got best score. And obviously I love it's uh, the composer is Woody Jackson. And mm. there's a bunch of great songs in Red Dead. And their placement really works with the where the story is at that point. There's a particularly uh, particular house building scene in the epilogue that I adore. Um, but I just compared that to the powerful moments in Spider-Man and the powerful moments in Celeste. And I think that Celeste's score elevates that entire thing so much yeah. uh, in a way that I didn't think it did with Red Dead. I actually could barely pick out anything other than those two parts in Red Dead for me. Um, but I don't know about you guys. You see, I, in our, sorry, in our um, in our uh, predictions for this, we talked about Spider-Man getting best score or music, and it's like mm. the music is good, but it doesn't really add anything mm. to yeah. some extent. Like, yeah, you're swinging about, you've got the you've got the violins going, having a bit of a time. It's like that's great; it adds to the experience, mm. but it doesn't really do much else. I know what you mean. I think that the uh, the Spider-Man game, like I think, I think it it's weird because the first time you take off, the, at the beginning of the game when you're still getting used to the swinging mechanics and the first time you go out into the open world and you just kick off a building and you fly through the air and you hear the score rise up underneath you. I love that, but it is very derivative of uh, Danny Elfman's work on the, on the old Sam Raimi movie. That's but what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sam Raimi and it's like, I think they're directly trying to connote that because there are specific scenes in Spider-Man that are literally recreations of the movie, like the train scene or yeah. Yeah. the fact that it's Doc Ock who's the main villain and stuff. Um, but I mean, I, I guess like, yeah, Red Dead has the most music for the sheer well, size of it. I think, at a glance, Celeste is kind of like the obvious winner. That's yes. the one that sticks up the most. That's the one you remember. But when I was playing through Red Dead Redemption 2, when I was just riding around and the score would kind of kick in, it was so perfect and added so much to the mood, overall mood of that mm. game. Not even talking about the big actual like original songs in that game mm. or the big explosive moments. Just everything from those high points to the very kind of more sanguine points of riding around was all added to a certain mood that, like you said, Rich, elevated the material overall in a way that some of the other candidates did not. True. And Red Dead Redemption 2 also won Best Audio Design, which is like obviously the implementation of music into the game itself. Are you going to say Tetris Effect? Because I'll probably back you, to be honest. Tetris, <laughs> honestly, that's the... I mean, <laughs> yeah, Tetris Effect got snubbed in that respect. Uh, yeah. Like, it should have absolutely got... Uh, probably not um, original music, but I think... The, the design, design though, like, is yeah. absolutely exceptional. True. And Terrace Effect's uh, score is fundamentally woven into, into that game. Like, yes. in a way like that nothing genuinely else is. Does. It is, like, it is part of the braid that yeah, yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. game. So, and it didn't get nominated at all, but Black Ops 4 did. The sound design, as you do. Oh, the guns sound good, yeah. again. Yeah, sure. Um, so the next category was Best Performance. Now, uh, this one was between uh, Brian Deckard as Connor from Detroit, Christopher Judge as Kratos from God of War, uh, Missalanthi Mahout as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead 2, or Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Mar Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, Yuri Very Lowenthal. tough. Yeah, my, Spidey both my, my money was on Yuri. You're both wrong. Um, it was uh, yeah. Roger Clark because Red Dead Redemption 2. Can't complain. No, I, mean, I guess yeah, not. You can't, you can't but... dispute that at all, but I just think with with how good and how much effort was put into Yuri's performance, mm -hmm. both in technical, technical, like the whole, are oh, we recorded the lines twice over, which mm -hmm. apparently I think they do that in Red Dead well too, Red yeah. Dead. But then also, as you said, the uh, like the later part of the game, the mm -hmm. end of the game of Spider-Man, just his performance. That's the thing. Like, I mean, exceptional. There's a level of, of um, charisma that comes through from Lowenthal. I mean, like Ewan, when he wrote uh, many different pieces up on this, has said that it's his favorite in-game Spidey or potentially his favorite voiced Spider-Man performance ever mm -hmm. yeah. because he nails that mix of uh, um, charismatic sort of performances, like the interpersonal relationships that he has, like the way he gets on with MJ. But he also has this kind of fragility to him and this sort of level of naivety sometimes. He just leaps into situations and figures it out later. And then 
then you have the emotional backbone of his relationship to uh, Doc Ock and everything. And so I would say there's more to Lowenthal's performance, but, well, in terms of the range, there's obviously oh. more to Roger Clark's performance. I mean, his script must have been all 50 million pages long. <laughs> yeah. 70 hours. I'm not, I've not had a single repeat line of dialogue in Red Dead 2, and I must have played about 80 hours of that's it. That's a great so point, actually. It, that script must just be, he must have just lived as that character for a hell of a long time. The thing with Arthur Morgan that I think is sort of brow in the performance is the vulnerability that you don't get if you just kind of like play through the story mode. Because mm-hmm. in the story mode, you get Arthur as a very loyal person who's just ready to do whatever. But if you sort of delve into when he's reading the notes or the scenes with Mary, yes. there is such a, a horrible, insecure vulnerability to that man, like a pit of despair at his heart. <laughs> you just want him to be happy. Right. And also the way he talks to his horses, how I want to be talked to by everyone in my yeah, it is <laughs> Yeah, it is very drawn out and very um, brass-like. It's got a very metallic quality yeah. to the way he sort of like sounds everything out. Yeah. I think for me, though, like going back to, to wow. Yuri and Spider-Man is... Yes. I think with that, obviously with, with Arthur Morgan, he's got, he's got such depth mm. across the course of the game and you'd kind of expect that from this. But with Spider-Man, they could have made Peter Parker moderately one-dimensional and yeah. it would have still worked, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think his performance drew to that and I've just changed the subject but like, no, man, totally. I, I, like yeah, I that, really think that should personally I think that should have gone to you yeah I think that that speaks to the the, uh, the the script of Spider-Man like there's a lot of layers to each of those characters I mean someone literally called Doc Ock and they make <laughs> you really care about him yeah. uh, in the same way that obviously the, the uh, Spider-Man 2 movie did uh, so moving into weightier territory this is best independent game uh, so this is between Celeste Dead Cells Into the Breach Return of the Oberdin or The Messenger now this is uh, this is a hell of a category because all it? five of these are phenomenal um, I love each every I single mean, one. I mean, based on where, like, one of those titles in particular ended mm. up into in relation to the rest of the nominations, of course it was Celeste. <laughs> it's got to be. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Uh, it was Celeste. Yeah. 
Thank yeah. the Lord. Um, well, our full Game of the Year podcast and video and all that kind of stuff is going up later. Um, so you have to come back and check out for that. But Celeste did win the VGA's uh, Best Independent Game, which is great. Um, and the, the the message that when Matt Thorson, the creative director, got up on stage and did this little, uh, just this little talk about mental health and like, he was like, if, if my game's helped you in any way, then like, just know that you're, you know, you can keep going, you can do it. And it's obviously an extension of what the game is about. And so like, that's, that's outside of the fact of the way that the game came together, the independent sort of philosophies and mentalities that go into creating a game outside of the established industry system. Um, something like Celeste is just, for me, it's a hell of an achievement on a script writing and gameplay level. Celeste was one of those games for me that, you know when you played a lot of big budget AAA releases in a row and you kind of... A palate cleanser. You, you, need, you need a palate cleanser. It's not like you're getting bored of them. They're all great, but they all kind of blur into one mm. big experience and you just crave something different. When I sat down and played Celeste over a weekend, it was such a snappy, immediate, resonant experience. And I was like... Wow, this is this is just so good. Everything clicks from the gameplay to the story and the way they intertwine to create that overall point about you know mental health and yeah. keep pushing through like the darkness and making uh, amends with that dark part of you that you try to like understand sort of, it, harness it. it, yeah, and using it as a force for good was just I was like. Yeah, that it's the me. best message mm. in a game, uh, especially this. Well, I mean, I actually quite like Red Dead 2's takeaway message, depending on how you play. But the yeah, the things that are in that are great. But yeah, you do need the juxtaposition, I think, uh, which, especially considering that the majority of the bigger games this year have been the biggest, most bombastic, most over the top, yes. hefty hashtag content games that we've had the in quite some time. Games. The most games. Yeah, exactly. The most games. Uh, Celeste also bagged games for impact, which is a great little uh, category yeah. um, in support of the different things that it promotes as regards to mental health. Uh, next category is best action game. This is between Black Ops 4, Dead Cell. Destiny 2, Far Cry 5, oh, Mega Man 11. How An and why? Interesting category. Mega Man 11 in this, but you know, not to worry. Um, I would have shouted for Black Ops 4. Yeah, I think that's probably, out of all the things it was nominated for, I think mm. there's only like one or two awards. That was probably the only one I had a potential shot for. Because, mm -hmm. you know, as we've discussed in our in our Game of the Year thing that will be going up at some point uh, <laughs> when it's done. Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, before Christmas at some point. You know, we were saying like it, it brought so much back for the series and it was so successful across mm -hmm. the board. Like, it, it was in for a shot, I'd say, but it definitely didn't, for a shot. Didn't win though. I'm, 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 I'm thinking it's got to be Dead Cells because the moment I picked up that game, I knew I needed more of it in my veins. You are right, Josh <laughs> right. Brown. It was Dead Cells as the best action game from the VGAs. Now, this is made by developer Motion Twin, which is the perfect name for a game that is as fluid as Dead Cells. <laughs> like, that game has such a crazy feedback loop. Like, yes, once you does. tap into it, you'll yeah. just lose hours to grinding through it. I mean, it's a roguelike, so you try yeah. and do as much as you can. It resets, you go again. Um, but the way that that game plays, the side-scrolling nature of it, the fact that you have to unlock different items to get in different areas to get better loot, to keep going, to try again. It's it's got a hell of a series of loops to it, um, and they don't skimp on anything on the performance side. So you can just play and play and play for as long as you want. Uh, I'm really glad that they that a, a, an event as big as the VGAs gave it to something like Dead Cells. I think it's yeah. one of the best things about this year. I mean, I said this to you after we recorded Game mm -hmm. of the Year earlier, and, and just looking at the the games that were both nominated and the stuff that won. It's such a diverse cast of characters in terms of games like yeah. we've had in a very long time mm -hmm. it's like, especially the range of genres the range yeah. of art styles like the, the range of different developer mentalities that are going into that's, it that's the hard point because like when we were talking about the best art direction and best sound earlier all the games are so good yet so different that yeah. it kind of feels unfair to just give it to one because yeah. like yeah. they all succeed in doing completely different things it's not a bunch of games vying for the same part to be to be the best at what they do. It's mm -hmm. spinning off into completely new directions and trying new things. Mm -hmm. and I feel like if you, if you went back through old like award ceremonies from years gone by, maybe that particular category would have gone towards what looked the most realistic at the time. Definitely. And True. now that we've reached that plateau, they're now going, right, okay, so now what just looks cool? 
And well, that's yeah, what I've kind yeah. of gone back to, and I think that really that that works so much better because I'm pretty certain Cuphead won it last year. Yes, Quite I think so. Quite rightly yeah. so. But that particular animation style, it's well, exactly, such a great yeah, old like, school It was look. so unique, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to push that boat, the boat out further for that. Mm. I mean, what was that? What was that? Um, the game called that was shown off at E3 last year, I want to say. The kind of the Octopath Traveler 3D with pixels. What's it called? Uh, is that not Octopath Traveler? No, 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 no. There was another one. Oh, I do um, not know. But there I, is I a one similar to I can't head. remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's like a, a neon like city. Uh-huh. Oh, um, oh, was, oh, God, uh, yeah. Um, things like that. Like yeah. that kind of approach to doing a completely oh, new aesthetic. I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. In the same way the first time I saw Obra Dinn, I went, whoa, this yeah. is really... It feels so right for this guy to go and do papers please and then move on to this for some reason but it looks so cool what's that thing called it's <laughs> called like it's called the last something the last night is it or might be the last night with, is it something to do with night hopefully you guys all know what we mean anyway yeah, but yeah. yes i think it's called the last night anyway let's throw a spanner in the works because this category is a bit harder best family game uh okay. mario tennis <laughs> uh, no. mario tennis uh nintendo labo overcooked 2 starlink battle for atlas or super mario party didn't mean to laugh at Mario Tennis, though, by the way. <laughs> you did I laugh. Just, I, mean, I just Mario, read the wrong list. Mario Tennis is like... It's fine. I like it's Mario Tennis. Right. I was, it's I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the beta. Yes, <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. Um, what do you reckon would capture the minds and hearts of all the families? Well, it wasn't Starlink. It was not Good Starlink. Say, it was not Starlink. But do you um, love Star Fox? Super Mario Party's a yeah. good idea, but it doesn't tap into everyone, but I think Overcooked 2. Oh, Shout. are you going Overcooked Two? Yeah, Overcooked Two was the best family game. Although I guarantee that it split up more families than it kept together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because that game wrong. is stress incarnate. But it is a good game. Oh yeah, Scott, Scott really doesn't like. I just it reminds me of working. Like it reminds me of working retail. It reminds me of getting. Yeah, I used to work in like in service doing food and stuff. So like, yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. I saw it more from just, walking into the kitchen to pick up food. But it like, reminds me of like I used to work at the uh, the storeroom stock rooms in Argos yeah. for the longest time, and it's the Christmas rush, and it's like all the little ticket machines going off, and you run back and forth trying to get everything and you're never fast enough and it's always beeping and I mean, just you are right you do, get, you do get those Vietnam flashbacks yeah yeah so working, working in service with a chef who was just <laughs> such a dick not uh, to worry let's end on a lovely big thing yeah. uh, let's end I on game the, of the year what were you going to ask I thought it was going to be best VR game no I actually <laughs> deleted that category oh, because gosh, only you care and um, Tetris Effect didn't win therefore it's not it did not the, be, it. the best <laughs> VR category for the sake of throwing it in was Astro Boy yeah, well, uh, which apparently is very good um, but yes game of the year now this is between Assassin's Creed Odyssey Celeste Spider-Man Monster Hunter World and Red Dead Redemption Two and God of War. Now, don't give away what you voted for in the video that yes. we did. What well, do you think has won from well, you? Well, when we did our ago. predictions for this, we honestly, honestly couldn't put one down. We mm. said it was going to be either between Red Dead Two, God of War, or Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was going to be one of those three. The rest of the stuff that got nominated was Assassin's Creed nominated. Yes. Eh, not really sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But things like like Celeste getting that because when they first revealed that it was in the oh, game of the year, that like, got nominated. everyone just went, "Oh my god, this mm-hmm. is amazing!" Yeah. Um, but yeah, like genuinely, if it were, if I could narrow it down even further, it would be between Red Dead, Red Dead Two, and God of War. Okay, but Red Dead yeah. Two or God of War? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Red Dead Two's got a lot of um, love in this award ceremony now this, so far. So. This pleased me so much because it wasn't Red Dead Redemption Two; it was God of War, which is by far the best game of the year, you know, that's as far as I'm concerned. Like which said, like in comments Old I've man. seen all over the internet. People have been saying my game of the year is like Spider-Man, God of Redemption, or whatever. Yeah. Like those yeah, three genuinely are so hard to pick apart, and I would be happy with any of them. And I'm mm. pleased God of War one because it really is a real technical achievement and yes. real, real statement for the PS4 as a whole. Yeah, and everyone who worked on that game just seems to be genuinely in love with video games, which mm-hmm. is awesome to see. I think that's one of the best things about like for some reason just this year in general. Like people have 
become more open with games. I think that's mm. why the, the the selection of the Game Awards looks so diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but there doesn't seem to be you have to have one that you like the best. You are allowed to like more than <laughs> one thing that's mm-hmm. in the same field. And that's why, like Spider-Man, Red Dead, God of War, like three exceptional games. Oh, God, It's yeah. like you just... It's hard to put any kind of wall between them. Mm-hmm. I know that obviously there are people have their own interpretations as to how they would rank those three, but you know if it if it had gone to anything of those, bar Assassin's Creed, yeah. I'd probably been okay. <laughs> if it went to Assassin's Creed, I think most people would sit there and go, really? Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, it's like regardless, it's a phenomenal year, and like yeah. you've, you've got like a top three or a top four, including Celeste as well, uh, or Monster Hunter, that are all uh, you know eminently playable games, and they've all got so much to offer. Obviously, Red Dead is the most game, uh, although Assassin's yeah. Creed is obviously massive as well. Um, but yeah, but God of War managed to take it, and like you said, like the labor of love that came from Corey Barlog and his team. It was a five-year development, um, and you need only watch the reaction to him when it came when out. When he saw the reviews, when he saw the reviews, he's like, "Man, this all paid off." Fantastic. Um, that. Because they had such a risk, and they talk about it as well. Their their winning speeches really really nice actually kind of brought it to my eye because I've followed the development of quite closely um, and they just literally talked about what they went through the fact they came up against so many risks uh, as far as Sony were like you know you're reinventing one of our most bankable characters and it paid off they managed to get there you know they pulled the game off it works incredibly well and obviously it has the accolades has the critical backing of it now and it was just great to see so as far as the game awards are concerned God of War is their number one but everyone's going to be different Red Dead like swept up most of the awards yes yeah, yeah Red Dead 2 took I mean, nine on everything I mean at the end of the day quite rightly so it's not like they didn't deserve it best at content least, creator Red Dead 2 at, at least <laughs> Fortnite didn't win game of the year no it didn't I think it was that would have won quite a few things did it I don't know I've it, won like best, it won like best multiplayer game did and it? best ongoing game which again you know quite rightly yeah. deserved to be honest with you like there was nothing I don't think across the this this Years awards that really didn't deserve it. I think the only no. thing was was Fortnite winning the golden joysticks that turned. I actually heads. think as a as a closing couple of minutes that uh, this was by far the best that the game awards has been. Having like, having watched them since they began and kind of watching the cringe fest that have been previous years, this year's was incredibly confident. They had the had this, Jeff Keighley seems to have like been able to sort of be the nerd that he obviously is because yeah. he always used to be a games journalist anyway. And he's like he was just talking about like in between different transitions between sections. He was like and there's an interview with these guys like you know you can go check out this channel to talk about this this person more. It was all about representation of different fields, the craft of video games. It's a lot of respect towards the creators. Uh, the musical performances were great, and the like. The nomination selections are brilliant, and the winners all felt fair. Yeah, it didn't feel like they were doing it for a popular vote or just like this, you know, sort of controversial where a critic will go for this kind of thing. Everything felt really thought out, and uh, I kind of think this is the future of award ceremonies and trade shows. I think if E3 falls away, this is more than a suitable replacement. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm kind of. Very happy man. I've got a question for you though. Bring it. I've got a question for you both. Okay. With the amount of Spyro's games, not a 2018 game. Spyro should have won game of the year, but that's, no. that's for a different <laughs> podcast entirely. The amount of games on show this year, the amount of great games we've all played, is this the best year for the generation so yes, far? Yes, by an absolute landslide. Yeah, I think so. For consistent quality and also diversity in what you can play, I'd say yes. Josh is going to say no. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm genuinely interested in what you guys have to say because it think could be. When I'm I, not, I'm, I need to play a few more. Mm-hmm. There are a few big hitters I didn't manage to play mm-hmm. to t- tell you up, but it's definitely a contender. I think, I mean, yeah, I, when I initially started looking over the entire list of the year to even bring together that initial smattering of stuff that we all then shared and picked apart and added to and whatever, there was about 33 games that were all outstanding games. Like, I ranging from Assassin's Creed to Unravel from Minute to Grip or whatever. Great, really well thought out, brilliantly, you know, passionful games. Passionful is not a word, but near enough. And uh, I think that all those things have something to offer. Each one of them has something to offer. And we didn't see like a, a cluster of games all coming from the same area that was all pretty much the same thing. So for me, yes, it's it is it's it's a hell of a year. And we've still got Last of Us 2 and everything to come next year as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff so, on the horizon. Yes. So. so yes, let us know what you think down in the comments if you're watching the video or find us on social media. You can also use the hashtag WCGP to let 
us know what you think about anything at all. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Josh. Hello. And joined by Rich. Hello. I'll catch you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.